Dear Frauders and Sorors, dear friends, As are Rosicrucians all over the world, we are gathered together in order to perform a particular work in the service of peace. Before doing so, let us reflect on this subject together and briefly look at what can be said about it from the viewpoint of Rosicrucian philosophy. When one considers the history of humanity, from its origins to the present day, it is clear that it has been marked by wars. As a rule, these originate in economical, political, or religious interests. That is, a certain group of people wishes to take over others' goods, to impose on other people their own way of governing, to convert others to their religion, etc. Now, whatever the cause, wars are all decided and waged by humans. Human beings are the ones responsible for the horrors wars generate, not randomness or fate, much less God. Through the centuries, millions of men, women, and children have died in wars. Today, the situation is even more worrying, for humanity now has the means to destroy itself on a global scale. Given that human beings are the ones waging war, it can be asked whether they are naturally aggressive, confrontational, and warlike. Unfortunately, this is the case, at least as long as they act on the urging of the most negative aspects of their egos, such as the need to possess, to dominate, and to enslave. Thus, the deepest cause of all conflicts that devastate the world lies within humans themselves. More precisely, it lies in people's defects and weaknesses that result from their ignorance at that moment and from their lack of spiritual evolution. By extension, these result from the fact that they have free will and the power to use it negatively. Human beings are the only ones who kill each other out of hatred. If it is admitted that wars result basically from human imperfection, it can be deduced that peace can be the fruit of the improvement of humanity. This means that peace corresponds to an ideal condition that human beings must create themselves with their own will and efforts. Peace is possible only if we work on ourselves in order to transcend the defects that cause most conflicts, such as pride, intolerance, jealousy, rancor, malevolence, and, of course, hate. Seen from this point of view, it can be said that peace will be possible on earth only when all human beings, both those governed and those governing, have developed a high personal code of ethics and express in their behavior such virtues as humility, tolerance, detachment, forgiveness, kindness, and, of course, love. Human beings possess three means of expression, thought, word, and action. Depending on how they use these in their daily lives, they are agents of peace, or, on the contrary, agents of war. Whether we are aware of it or not, whatever we think generates vibrations that are positive or negative, harmonious or discordant, 
depending on the circumstances. Likewise, whatever we say does good or harm to others, for the words we use carry ideas and feelings that can range from love to hate. Finally, everyone knows that deeds can be constructive or destructive, to such a point that it is possible to cause someone to die by striking him or her. On a personal plane, we should therefore be very careful about what we think, say, and do, so as to express peace through the ways we judge and behave. Such is the attitude of someone truly committed to peace. The past centuries have been marked by a culture of violent war. In order for humanity itself to survive, it has become imperative to promote a culture of peace, especially among the younger generations. At the beginning of the 20th century, Rosicrucian artist and philosopher Nicholas Rorick attempted to lay the foundations of such a culture. Unfortunately, he was not heard widely enough, which is regrettable. The following is what he said about this in one of his writings. Quote, Culture is love of humanity. Culture is the synthesis of uplifting and sensitive attainments. From it may emerge true knowledge, which is based on real tolerance. From this source comes great understanding, and from great understanding arises an enlightening and refining enthusiasm for peace. End quote. At this stage in our reflection, I suggest that we pause so that each one of us may take time to meditate on the meaning we give to peace and on how we experience this ideal condition in our daily lives. For that purpose, I ask you to close your eyes and sit comfortably. Now, let us analyze ourselves and determine in our conscience if we are of more of a peacemaking and conciliatory nature, or if we tend to be confrontational, or even vindictive.
Now, let us make the inner commitment to be forever more peaceful in our relations with others, so as to be agents of peace in our families and in society. Now I am going to read a Rosicrucian text entitled, Contribution to Peace. I will pause briefly after each sentence so you can fully integrate its meaning and import. The text is the following. I contribute to peace when I strive to express the best of myself in my contacts with others. I contribute to peace when I use my intelligence and my abilities to serve the good. I contribute to peace when I feel compassion towards all those who suffer. I contribute to peace when I look upon all as my brothers and sisters, regardless of race, culture, or religion. I contribute to peace when I rejoice over the happiness of others and pray for their well-being. I contribute to peace when I listen with tolerance to opinions that differ from mine or even oppose them. I contribute to peace when I resort to dialogue rather than to force to settle any conflict. I contribute to peace 
when I respect nature and preserve it for generations to come. I contribute to peace when I do not seek to impose my conception of God upon others. I contribute to peace when I make peace the foundation of my ideals and philosophy. Rosicrucians have always known the power of thought and use this power for doing good. Thus, they use mental creation regularly in order to set in motion the positive energies from which humanity benefits in every way. We are therefore going to take the opportunity that we are all gathered to do special work in the service of peace. For this purpose, I ask you to once again close your eyes and sit comfortably. Now visualize Earth. While it is slowly turning, see each continent appearing in turn. From where you are consciously, Earth seems particularly beautiful and inspiring. It appears in a blue shade surrounded by a bright aura. While contemplating our planet, mentally repeat the word peace with great conviction and sincerity and imagine that the aura surrounding it becomes brighter and brighter. Earth is now merging with its aura and appears as a shining and radiant sphere. While contemplating it, send thoughts of love and kindness towards it.
Now visualize that all human beings get along with one another, help each other, unite in common achievements, are happy together, and share the same hopes. May peace reign throughout the face of the earth and within every being. So mote it be. To conclude this ceremony, I ask you now to mentally unite with me in an invocation that is in itself a call for peace. Please place your left hand over your heart. God of our hearts, God of our realization, while gathered in the name of peace, we express our sincere desire to work toward its manifestation so that Mother Earth becomes a harmonious and congenial place for all beings to live in. Grant us your support and inspiration on all levels so that our thoughts, words, and deeds are both peaceful 
and conciliatory for ourselves as much as for others. Inspire all those who govern nations and peoples so that their decisions are wise and aim at humanity's happiness, both present and future. May the ideal of peace profound, which is so dear to all Rosicrucians, become a reality in the whole world, and may universal love reign throughout the face of the earth. So mote it be. Dear Frauders and Sorors, dear friends, we now come to the close of this Rosicrucian ceremony devoted to peace. Thank you. <laughs>